Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's the 4th of April year of our lord 2002 tiger woods pga tour gareth gates unchained melody and celine dion are still top of the charts uh, however blade 2 is the number one film at the box office in the uk oh remember we were really excited to see comic book films ah oh, the good old days the halcyon days yeah blade 2 is good don't let anyone tell you otherwise uh First of April, Arsenal go on top of the Premier League with a one-nil win over Chattukas. Uh, the Scorpion <laughs> King, Sword of Osiris, is the alleged big game this week for the Game Boy Advance. Um, it is yeah, set- for, for Arsenal's success. Sword of Osiris. Exactly. We know what the people want. We know. Uh, Scorpion King is set after the events of the Scorpion King, the Wizard Menthu, and the Witch Isis. Which oh. Isis, that could be right. Getting that the hero, Matthias' sorceress bride, Cassandra, to use her powers to awaken the dunes of Natash and unleash a thousand-year desert storm upon Egypt. Because if there's one thing Egypt doesn't know how to deal with, it's desert. <laughs> Is that the Emmerdale uh, story for this week? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, hang on, Tom. Let's go back. I read the Emmerdale bit. Have you skipped ahead? That sounds like the Emmerdale episode. And it's up to the Dingles to stop them. <laughs> the sword of Katash. <laughs> I love that. A Metacritic, the game received an average score of 72 out of 100, which means it's terrible, but they gave us a review copy. So. <laughs> uh, the big news this week, Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother, dies aged 101 at Royal Lodge, Windsor. Uh, that was the 30th of March. 2nd of April, more than 1,500 viewers have complained to the BBC about its coverage of the Queen Mother's death, uh, with the majority of complaints concerning the rescheduling of favourite programmes and the belief that too much airtime was devoted to events surrounding her death. Jeez. Yeah, we know she's dead, but you have to cancel a snooker. <laughs> Wait till the Queen work goes in many years' time from this point in our timeline. They had like a whole week. <laughs> like it was meant to, and it was meant to be more. Like uh, the, uh, the idea of you know, a period of mourning, it should have been much longer than... Was it a week or was it two weeks? Where we just I'm had... still living it. Oh yeah, yeah, you're still not quite over it. I'm sorry. It was, I, I, and I totally get it. It's a, it's a very, it's a, it's very much a, a royal uh, tradition, as is tradition that we have in this country when it comes to to that sort of thing, to the monarchy. I get it. I, I can only see it from a content creator slash broadcaster's perspective. And my, uh, what I, the, I want to say liked about it because it was sad because it was two weeks of morning. But it was like the tail end of that week where. Every video package about the Queen had been played. They played Creed by Sacrifice, Queen Liz, about 13 times by this point already. So you had all these experts coming on, sharing their stories of the Queen. And by the end of the week, it was like, yeah, the Queen, she liked uh, she, she liked eggs. 
Uh, yep, I remember once watching her eat an egg. Like you'd r- you'd run out of steam by the third, by that second Thursday. So thank God the snooker was back on. Yeah. Well, I like to think it's like Queen Elizabeth and uh, Charles just going. Well, if we can't watch the bloody snooker, neither can you. <laughs> no one can. <laughs> so this is the fantastic new brave world that we're in now. It's the brand new SmackDown of the uh, Split Era, and it's also. Tom's first podcast with me as a 40-year-old, and he's very politely ignored the enormous orange bag in front of him. Oh, I thought that was your lunch. <laughs> I just put it in front of you. I thought that was your lunch. Proper thank professional Matthew dumps oh. his, uh, his sandwich. Oh, well, thank you. Can I, can I? Of course, of course. Oh, mate. Honestly, I just thought it was your Hope lunch. Like egg. I feel really bad because as we sat down, I went, oh, that's in shot. I've, yeah, I know. Instinctively. I feel like such an arse. Um, thank you for all the lovely birthday messages. I've, I've been inundated, and and we even got a nice Photoshop of me as Steve Carroll and the forty-year-old virgin on the Coldaholic feed. So thanks for that. That's it. And my mum and dad turned up. Saw them in a news video the other day. That was nice. And the news was you're a virgin. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's some surprises there. I was gonna say this. This present will not help the uh, accusations. <laughs> anything. Oh, I'm excited. So, okay. So, okay. I could feel a little hook. It's not the box of pain from June, Tom. You can pick it out of the bag <laughs> no, any time you like. I'm, I'm savouring the, <laughs> the present stuff of what it... Tom's making a show of opening <laughs> the bag. <laughs> right. So... <laughs> Thank you, Math. So, Math has bought me... Uh, <laughs> Math has bought me uh, Sonic versus Dr. Eggman... Bendham's action figures, but the real coup de grace is that Math seems to have possibly broken the packaging. What did you do? Because the, they're oh, no. because they're holding hands. Oh no, that's how it was when I got it. Oh, I thought yeah. <laughs> I thought you did that as a bit. They're gay, Tom. Get over it. And that's fine. I thought you said you played the Sonic games. <laughs> Doctor Eggman, my wife. Ah. <laughs> oh. Thanks, mate. Oh, no worries. Thank you. Mwah. Thank you, mate. Ah, oh, I should. I should. Can I? I should I take a bendy out of the box? <laughs> Stop speaking metaphors. That... As Tom <laughs> opens the thing, this is the Coldplay Classic SmackDown uh, review. We'll be getting the rest of them very soon. It's, no, it's now the Coldplay Classic Sonic the Hedgehog Bendems unboxing review. Yeah. So, can you really bend them like Beckham? <laughs> oh, you can. You can bend me. I am the Eggman. Oh, good. You can do DDP yoga. Downward dog. Table, cat arch, fantastic. Why? C A. Why was I born? C A. Kill me now. Thanks, May. I know. Apologies if you on the audio feed. This must make no sense. But appreciate you all the same. Thank you, Macy. Let's see if we can have Eggman. Will he stand up for the duration of this? Um, A lot. Okay. Yeah. See who. He can, apparently he can't. I'm so. SmackDown and you're Raw. We're not together anymore. Eggman's presenting. <laughs> Egg, Eggman's ready for the soldiers. Eggman's ready for the soldiers. That's right. Call it classic SmackDown review. Oh, thank you, matey. Hello, Tom. Oh, hello. Uh, hey, so, uh, God love my good lady who uh, organised on my birthday night for my mum and dad to turn up in Newcastle. So that was nice. I had no idea. I was just told, you know, you're going out at six o'clock, be ready. That's all I was told. And uh, and then lo and behold, she went, right, I spoke to Adam Pachiti, 
and you're not going into work on Friday and you need to pack an overnight bag. <laughs> That's all you're allowed to know. Ooh. So by this point, as you're listening to this, I know what it is. But as we're recording this, I don't know what it is that we're doing. But how exciting. I'm enjoying 40 so far. Is this every day? Is it people giving me nice surprises every day? Yes, the surprise is Brilliant. the snooker has been cancelled. No, oh, they cancelled the snooker for my birthday. I had some hang-ups about turning 40, uh, on and off, for the past couple of weeks, in the build-up to it. And kind of like the moment that, like, the, I woke up this morning, and like the, the 40 balloons are still in our house and stuff like that. And I'm immediately all right with it. It was the build, and now it's here. I'm like, yeah, I'm all right, actually. This is okay. Good. This is all good. I'm alive. I'm healthy. I'm 40. It's good. Off we go. How are you, mate? I'm doing fantastic, mate. Not only that, uh, get ready for a fantastic podcast with yourself and the other lads who don't have birthdays, but it's not their fault. And I had a lovely time with you over the weekend. We did have, have a lovely, lovely time over the weekend. Thank you, to, thank you to the hotel that gave us a king-size bed to share. <laughs> oh. That really, uh, I think that's Finally about... Finally found a negative about Tom after all these years. Oh, yeah, you did, Damn it, he loves wrestling, he's so charismatic, he's a beautiful human being and all this stuff. I'm happy to know him. However, sharing this king-size bed, (laughs) and I'm like, night, Tom, night, Matthew. Three, two, one. (laughs) And I'm like, it's not the snoring that bothers me, that's fine, that's ASMR to me. Mm. It's a fact that as soon as that head touched the pillow, I'm still thinking about the concept of going to sleep <laughs> after 10 minutes of I being do, in bed. On the whole, I do sleep quite well. It explains so much now. You're, I, I now believe that you are not on coke all the time. Not all the time. I'll try to sense myself then. I'm like, sorry, we knew the point. <laughs> all the time? Try some of the time. <laughs> yeah. Now I know you can get that much sleep that solidly. I'm like, oh, that's fine. That's it. So if I could, so when I say I've got four hours sleep, it's a solid, yeah. but f- like clock to clock, four hours sleep. Yes. Like out like a light. So you get the supercharge on your phone when you get the proper plug. Yeah, yeah. basically, yeah. My, I live life in supercharge. And I never thought that going to sleep that quickly was a bad thing. I mean, Alex, was, Alex is annoyed to death by it, mm-hmm. by the fact that as soon as my head touches the pillow, I'm like, asleep. Like, how dare you? <laughs> How dare I'm you? Very dare you. And apparently it's a bad thing. And, and, and then, because I was like, oh, it's fine. I thought it was just something that annoyed Alex. But you went out of your way to, to mention that. And I was like, that's, that's funny. I'm, I'm always impressed by it. And it was even <laughs> funnier because then I like, I like wake up several times a night and then that's how I did. But then I woke up like, we only had like three or four hours time to get some proper sleep. Yeah. Then I, I, went, and then I woke up and Tom wasn't there. So I'm assuming he's in the bathroom. Now and all right, and he came out of the bathroom like after an hour. Yeah, I do like, like a bit you of a. All right, Tom. Like, is he hobbing a wonk? Like, what's he doing? He <laughs> says, "No, I'm watching, I'm watching the press conference." I was watching. Do you know My wine. Not to say I wasn't doing both, but I was definitely on that occasion watching the press conference. Oh, Triple H, you look terrible. <laughs> You've aged ten years. Do you in know a week. what? I feel like I feel like it might do my rep damage because I do have a long morning constitution. And it's and the amount of news f- f- behind the curtain stuff that you didn't care to know, the amount of cultaholic news videos that have been written whilst I'm on the toilet. <laughs> yep. You have some of our best thoughts there. Some of our, yeah. So therefore, like, I'll be sat there on a morning and I'll just be like, oh, that'll do that today. We'll do that. <laughs> just do. I'm surprised I've not got like. I'm surprised I'm not like one big hemorrhoid to be. Honest. Well, with that lovely image. With that lovely image in in mind, welcome in. Hello. It's a new day. Yes, yes it, it is. is. Welcome to the Cultolic Classic Smackdown review. Um, 
Now, Math has talked us through what's happening in the real world. Do we have an Emmerdale catcher? I thought I'd skip out to doing the Osiris one. I mean, if you want, want it, sure. Um, <laughs> this is your birthday. Thanks, Maggie mate. is confused when a group of travel agents arrive at the holiday village a day earlier. Not really, ah, not realizing that Nicola has been scheming again. Good old scheming Nicola. Slip thing as usual, I see. Nicola can't resist the chance to drop Maggie in it and calls Rodney and Chris to let them know of the mistake Maggie has made. The penalty, the penalty, fucking hell. Penalty. The penalty. Finally, penalope. Drop a little. The penalope. With with Maggie, when first she sees Nicola being friendly towards Anne Marie. And then her delight when Chris and Rodney arrive in a rage. I have no memory of any of this. Quickly realizing <laughs> that Bundy she's been taken cage. for a ride, like the Marvel vs. Capcom 2 title screen. Maggie sees red and attacks Nicola. But she makes more of a splash than she had intended! Exclamation mark. And I guess they fall in a river then, or... <laughs> they go like Moriarty and Holmes at the very end. Um, they drop into a ravine. Yeah. And that's it. Well, thank you. Well, I'm glad we let that in. I'm glad. I'm glad. Oh, that's sorry. And then the stone of Osiris arrives. <laughs> and Anubis says, "You will pay for your crimes in the afterlife." Nicola, the schemer. Mandy, Dig- Mandy Dingle comes in with the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> they all go yeah. to Mount Doom. Six out of ten episode of Emmerdale. Uh, do you what want... about the wrestling news? Well, the boring world of wrestling. Uh, so Steve Austin status with WWF slightly on uh, a better terra firma uh, back in the back in the picture. Uh, but still not completely satisfied with where things are going. But there is another issue now, another road bump, another speed bump in this brand new post-split era. The Rock looks like he is buggering off indefinitely. The Scorpion King is out on April the 19th, and The Rock is set to do a lot of promo work and junkets. So he is off TV for the foreseeable future, probably from next week. So we have him this week, we, and we may have him next week, and then, then, yeah, yeah, no. I think we get one more week out of him, mm. based on what we've seen tonight. That what probably explains some of the stuff that happens in this episode. Yeah, we get, one, we get one more week out of him, I think, right? Um, they're not quite, it, it seems unlikely that they're going to write him off, like with a suspension or an injury, because it's very obvious what he's going to do. So they may just forego that, and he might just wander off. <laughs> It's the, you might just get lost on the way to the arena or something. Um, at the SmackDown tapings last week in Philadelphia, apparently they were confiscating loads of signs throughout the show. A lot of pro-Austin signs were taken off. And I think this was because even as soon as last Thursday, or last Tuesday rather, because SmackDown was taped on a Tuesday, the Austin situation hadn't been resolved. So they wanted to not acknowledge it too much, right. apparently. Um, so... That's mm. worth, I mean, we missed a lovely bit after SmackDown last week. I want to bring it up because it was the main event last week. It was Triple H and Ric Flair versus Kurt Angle and Vince McMahon. Post-match, Triple H called Flair into the ring, put him over, and of course, Flair started crying. Uh, Triple H said if it wasn't for Flair, there wouldn't be a wrestler like him. It's well known that Triple oh, H... Oh, he's to blame. Yeah, so <laughs> it's his fault. And uh, this probably starts some little wheels turning for them becoming mm. a team or a faction. You know, Celine Dion is storming it in the charts, number one in the charts. Uh, WWF are literally making a forcible entry this week. That CD debuted uh, at number three. But oh, wow. the yeah, it, it sounds impressive, right? But here's the chasm between one and three. Uh, forcible entry has sold 146,000 units in the first week. Uh, Celine Dion sold 527,000 units. Wow. There's a lot of catching up to do if they do at all. Um, 
Over, some loads of developmental news, bits and pieces. OVW ran uh, a big Kentucky Kingdom show at the Six Flags on April the 5th. So the, uh, the, I think the week of this SmackDown airing. And the main event of that show was Sean O'Hare and Prototype, John mm-hmm. Cena, versus David Flair and Ric Flair. Oh. Flair headlined an OVW show. And the match was basically David getting a shoe in, hot tagging his dad. Woo, hey. woo, chop, chop, woo, 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 figure four. Uh, <laughs> you know it. And uh, and I believe that it's Sean O'Hare that taps out to the figure four. So afterwards, Ric Flair cuts a nice promo about how great OVW is. Uh, and he puts over everyone in OVW. Great show overall, apparently. And Flair looked good in there with his lad. Uh, not his son, not his penis. <laughs> that was later. Um, some new signings this week. Uh, Mike Bucci, a.k.a. Nova. That's right, yeah. And Dawn Marie. Former ECW valet yeah. coming in this week. Might be a while since we till, till we see them. Uh, there was a Cincinnati tryout for developmental contracts that took place. Now, some of the names that were included in this oh, developmental one of them could be tryout. Ken Anderson. Put in. Is one of them going to be Ken Anderson? Not on the list that I've got. Uh, but well, the, 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 lads are there. the ones that I've got include Matt Stryker. Ah. Uh, We've got Rene Dupree, a spry 18-year-old oh. son of former Maritimes promoter Emile Dupree. Of, of course, famous Ohio wrestler. <laughs> oh, this is, yeah, this is WWE. I think this is just them sounding out for new people. Oh, I see. My bad. Uh, Kevin Fertig, oh, getting a look this week. Ugh. Doug Basham, getting a, a tryout for the, for the main show. Doug Badham. And AJ Styles. Never heard of them. The, the contracts are said to be for a whopping $500 a week. That's right. Now, last we heard, AJ Styles was thinking about it, but he, but he was also not sure because the industry is in a bit of flux and there's a lot of little indie feds that are starting to bubble up. Ring of Honor, there's rumblings of the Jarrett's getting back into the game. Mm. And he's thinking, if I sign this, if I sign my life away here... Uh, for like two grand, a, two grand a month, I might miss out on just becoming like this payday playboy on the indie circuit where I can name me price and find me feet there. So he hasn't decided yet what he's going to do, whether he's going to take this $500 a week contract with, a, with, with WWE. Um, to develop, it's a developmental deal as well, so there's no guarantees of anything. Um, so Chris Harvard from the original Tough Enough, <clears throat> he didn't win it, but they liked him. He made his debut this week. On Raw in Albany, he had a dark match and lost to D'Lo Brown. They quite like the look of him. It was Chris Harvard. Christopher Nowinski. Ah. Oh, of course, yes. Mm. Uh, the main event for Backlash at the... I forgot he was a tough enough dude. Sorry, yeah. slow bugging then. It's like, oh. I forgot to mention this as we were talking about The Rock earlier. The main event of Backlash at the start of this week, right? It was going to be Triple H versus Undertaker for the title, but also we were going to have Hogan, Rock, and Austin versus the NWO as the main event of Backlash. Wow. Now, for numerous reasons, as the week rolls on, and as this SmackDown rolls on, that ain't happening. It's also the first WWF pay-per-view that us suckers in England are going to pay for. No. Royal Rumble. It's the second pay-per-view <laughs> that us suckers in the UK got to pay for. Because it's airing on pay-per-view like the Royal Rumble did. This yeah. But sure you would have paid for Mania then. I'm not sure, actually. Maybe? Probably? Was it free on Sky Sports? No, 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 no. no, no. It, would have been, it would have been on Sky Sports because the only pay-per-views that went on to pay-per-view were the ones that Channel 4 
originally mm. had. So there was a deal. So this is right. So there was a deal where Channel 4 got Royal Rumble, Backlash, and Armageddon. <laughs> Good save. Thank you. And so instead of putting those onto, uh, the, onto the, the, the free Sky Sports channel, they put them on pay-per-view instead, which is a bit random because Backlash you have to pay for, but WrestleMania was free. But that's how it works. But this looks like that's going to be... They'll, they'll eventually fall in line and they'll sort it all out and they'll put everything on pay-per-view. Thanks, lads. Uh, so, I mean, it is odd that the, you would get WrestleMania for free, but <laughs> WWF Insurrection next month you've got to pay 15 quid for. What a weird time. Mate, I have got a fucking bevy of WWA news. Oh, goody. Ah, yes. So, they're on tour in Australia. The first show was in Sydney on Sunday night, just gone. 5,000 pa- 5, fans in attendance. Nice. It's about half full. Kodan, okay, yeah. it's all right, isn't it? Uh, Brian Adams, Brian Clark, Road Dog, Kodan, don't show up. <laughs> oh. Jeremy Borash was the main commentator with Stevie Ray. I think he was the main event. He, oh, he was my main event. The commentary team over the Tannoy, because I fucking hate that. <laughs> Jeremy Borash, Stevie Ray, and Disco Inferno. So Stevie Ray and Disco Inferno had a match at the start of the show, and then they spent the whole night bickering over who's the best commentator. Like, great. I love that. We commentators desperately try and get themselves over in little feuds with each other and not actually call the wrestling. Really grand magies. Um, Jerry Lynn and Nova... On this, on this show in Sydney, be AJ Styles and Chucky Chaos. Who's Chucky Chaos? He's from Victoria, Australia. Ah. From Brooklyn, Victoria, Australia. Uh, Lynn pin Chuck with a cradle pile driver. Uh, the Funkster. Beat, oh. He's back. He's Alan doing the Funk. Hulk Hogan thing. And he beat PCO. He beat Pierre Carlulet. <laughs> what a random night this is. Uh, we have the, uh, the wrestling hardcore midget action with T.O. beating Puppet. We have Steiner and Medasia then come out, and Medasia beats up the midgets while Scott Steiner just watches her. So great work by all. You know that uh, WWA fell out with Buff Bagwell, and they were never going to book him again. Yep. Uh, he teamed up with the Cats to beat Stevie Ray and Disco Inferno, who were now apparently teaming up. That's fine. Um, Medasia beat Queen B, who is a local stripper. Medasia tore her clothes off, and then the midgets came out and tore off Medasia's clothes. Steiner then beats up the midgets. <laughs> Wrestling. And in the main event, Jeff Jarrett, Scott Steiner, and Grandmaster Sexay are no match for the might of Australian hero Nathan Jones. That's right. Who wins the vacated WWA title after pinning Jarrett with a chokeslam. Jarrett, according to the Wrestling Observer, looked like he wanted to be anywhere else. <laughs> Um, so, and now this moves on to the pay-per-view. There's a pay-per-view coming up this weekend that's going to be headlined by Nathan Jones versus Scott Steiner for the WWA title. Mm-hmm. Hooray. Um, Steiner and Medasia also appeared on Good Morning Australia, uh, along with a hardcore midget puppet in Tio. They did a whole bunch of press. So they, and, and they've decided that this is the nice little combo to go with. They appeared on Good Morning Australia. Uh, they asked Steiner who his toughest opponents were. He said Goldberg. Uh, Puppet was asked why he got into wrestling. He said he was sick of playing an elf in movies and wanted to do something more hardcore. And then, uh, and then he gave Tio a suplex on the floor. That was fine. Um, so 
Steiner, Medeja, and Grandmaster Sexay were on The Footy Show in Australia to promote WWA. Uh, we got two exact opposite reports, say The Observer. One saying the studio audience didn't know who they were. Another saying everybody popped big for them. <laughs> I wonder how that... I wonder which one was right. I'll let you decide. Now, they did a segment called The Brain Strain. It's a Q&A thing. Uh, and... Steiner won with six points. He was the smartest man in the room, as he always has been. Uh, Medeja, who didn't do much, got zero points. Uh, <laughs> although I heard she, although according to the Observer, she was asked what The Rock's real name was, and she got, she said Dwayne Johnson. So I don't know why she didn't get zero points. Uh, Grandmaster Sexay, who got two points, acted like a total idiot to the point where the host asked if he could score some of the stuff he was on. Uh, Grandmaster Sexay replied, "Kayfabe." <laughs> <laughs> the host that sounds great. I know. The host, for unknown reasons, kept making fun of Scott Steiner for being scared of The Rock and having a small penis. So, of course, the segment ends with Steiner beating the guy up and putting him through, uh, the, through okay, his right, talk right, show right, table. Right. Well, that's why they did that. We mean, for some reason. <laughs> Just weird. See, I love these bits where like, there are people like, oh, I don't know why they did this. Uh, yes, you did, your penis. Good. <laughs> Your small, Sorry, small penis. Your small your penis. <laughs> uh, so lots of WWE. Actually, so the Australian tour, all being considered, it's going all right. Considering it's WWE. And considering where... This is know, the peak, isn't it? This is the peak. The exact highest point of the wave. Nathan Jones, who's had about maybe 20 matches in his career, is the WWE champion. Yes. And... Uh, he's headlining the pay-per-view on the weekend. We will look at that next week. Yes, we yes, will. Yes, we fucking will. Uh, a few notes before we get into SmackDown, which Matthew Gregg is going to walk us through. That's me. Uh, we had a tryout for the wall at the start of it's SmackDown. It's the wall, brother. It's the wall, brother. It's the wall. Jack and Hogan saw him backstage. It's the <laughs> wall, brother. He, he knew it was him before he'd even got in the car park. <laughs> so great. He saw him in the Denny's over the road. Uh, he lost to Devon Dudley in a dark match. Uh, they quite like the look of him. Uh, we also had a heel turn for The Godfather on the on the, the the syndicated tapings for Metal and Jacked. Don't remember that. Yeah, Godfather comes out. I didn't know this either. He came out and said, well, I'm going out of business because fans don't support his escort service anymore. <laughs> oh, that's good, actually. He had one woman left and he sacked her. <laughs> said, right, you're fired. I'm the closing down sale. Yeah. <laughs> Everything must ho. Oh. Didn't even write that down. There's the bit. 40 years old and the grey matter's good. Uh, this brought out, not Val Venus, no, 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 the big Val Boski. He's oh. now literally called the big Val Boski. Yeah, he's because... big because he's out of shape. <laughs> <laughs> They're hoping just to call Hello, him Val Boski. anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, dinner. Um, <laughs> Hello. Goes to a buffet. Hello, ladle. Right, you're welcome. Still 40 years old. Grey matter's good. Um, Big Valboski came out and he said, people love the hose. He then kissed the woman that, that Godfather had just sacked and Godfather attacked him. Godfather is now a bad guy. I think they did. Again. Did they do something about like Godfather? They have they teased the Godfather slightly going out of business? Yeah, because they said, look, he's back. He's not doing a hose. He's doing escorts. <laughs> he now runs a official legal. escort service. Oh, legal human trafficking. Right. I got you. <laughs> and also now, because he's therefore has to declare tax and all that stuff. Yeah, that's probably it. Probably not making as much money. It's hard to make an honest book. <laughs> He'd rather make a dishonest book. I'm going to make an honest fuck out of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to fall asleep. <laughs> 
Um, that's all my notes. Let's go to Matthew Fantastic. Gregg. He's going to talk us through SmackDown. He certainly is. Uh, we're at Rochester, New York at the Blue Cross Arena. I guess so the Red Cross didn't sue. Um, <laughs> 8,500, good number. At on Jacked, we had Jazz defeating Ivory via submission with a cross-faced chicken wing. Uh, Farouk pinning Lance Storm. Chavo and Hugh Morris. Hey, Misfits in action. Hey. Bad together again. We had the Hurricane and Shofunaki. So uh, did you not have... Is, is this a... Um... It's not a live feed. Not got uh, of them. They're, they're drip feeding. Drip feeding. That's that word I'm looking for. Yes, it is. Uh, via the lovely Richard Lance um, new explosive patron that he's got. But I haven't Ooh. got that yet. He keeps, he keeps on bugging me. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In a minute. <laughs> but you know what? It's time for the first McMahon episode. Oh. We had a cold open with Vince. Yeah, we know. Looking at us and the crowd boos because it's Vince. I'm writing this on Friday, <laughs> says my notes. So if he's been fired or killed since then, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm not going to do the obvious right now. Uh, Vince is mad at Rick for making Undertaker the number one contender on Raw because Vince is going to do that tonight because fuck Flair. <laughs> and that gets a cheer because, ooh, that's something important happening tonight. That's Vince, but it's just, Vince doing it. It's Vince just changing the booking at the last minute as he's yeah. one to do. Yeah, but on TV, and it's like, wait, hang on. Can't Flair just change your number one contendership next week then? Or is this, how's this working? Just keep going back and forth and back and forth. Yeah, well, it's baby steps at this point. And the new SmackDown intro starts because they've removed half the roster, obviously, and lots of in a dark room. Like they're recording a podcast look for the new guys. <laughs> yeah. Still the outdated Marilyn Manson theme, though, but we're sold out in Rochester with Coland the Taz commentating. Ah. With an angle takes on Edge in the main event tonight. And all that's announced, that's all that's announced right now because here comes the MVP of SmackDown, Kurt Angle. Wasn't it weird the way they did that? It's like, welcome to SmackDown. Yeah, and tonight it's Edge versus Kurt Angle. And here is... And here's Kurt Angle. Yeah, like, I was like, wow, are these the only wrestlers left on SmackDown? Yeah. <laughs> but I hope they announce something during this bit. Uh, Taz is mad at the crowd's lack of respect and also points out Cole is dressed like Don Johnson, Don Johnson Jr. <laughs> well done. Make it, well, well, ah, good job making us sound culturally relevant. Don Johnson. Kurt is here to publicly take the number one contendership. Maybe we do Emmerdale recaps. We're not culturally <laughs> anything. Yo, we got a Game Boy Advance call. This is brand new game out. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. 
they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Pert doesn't need to explain why he should be number one contender, but the crowd is dissing him, so he will. Point number one, Kurt owns Triple H and has beaten him more than anyone else. Two, he's an Olympian. Didn't know that. Three, he's adored by kids and senior citizens, quote, especially the sick ones. <laughs> Kurt tells the crowd to be quiet because he only has another 27 reasons to go. <laughs> but Joker interrupts and they pipe some cheering in. So the SmackDown audio person is not paying attention to the show. Jericho's a bad guy. Bad guy interrupting another bad guy. Uh, Jericho's also back to dressing in Liberace's pajamas. Mm. Not a good look. That's a striking look, Ugh. for lack of a better term. Jericho emerges and poses directly in front of Angle via the hard cam, which shows how good Kurt is to put himself in that position and get annoyed. Because, like, hey, you're in front of my shot. Jericho says he deserves it because he was the first uwu champion and hasn't had a one-on-one rematch. Just that stupid Steph triple threat. Yeah, and now she's dead. <laughs> Kurt apparently chant has been... But it sounds more like asshole, so let's put a difference in taste. It was asshole. De- they were definitely chanting asshole. And Michael Cole was going, well, they're chanting has been, mate. Yeah. They're chanting asshole. It's not over like you think it is. Yeah, Angle tries to force it a bit more by saying, well, it looks like your desire for a title shot has been. And it got to that reaction. Um, Jared goes like, mate. Oh, I'm- I thought you. <laughs> I wasn't. I paying- can only quote. I wasn't clicked. I wasn't clicked in, and I was simply thinking about asshole. Yeah, that's it. Angus says Jericho's title shot, ha- asshole. <laughs> that's good. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever, Kurt? All right, you do you. Jericho's like, mate, I beat you last time he wrestled. I'll take his word for it. Actually, no, I don't believe him. I don't believe cage match if they say that. Also, <laughs> Jericho says, hey, let's just go one on one, and they shake hands. Well, that's a nice, polite way of uh, heels doing that. Ah, but here comes Vince's number one pick, The Rock. Cole says, in my book, Rock should be number one contender. Should he? Because he beat Hogan. He did, but he couldn't pin Nash. (laughs) Taz says, no one's reading your book, Cole, shut up. (laughs) Rock, of course, says it should be him because he's had more big matches with Triple H combined than you two. Uh, Rock thinks about it and realizes, I, maybe someone else deserves a shot. It should go to a legend. An icon, if you will. Kurt erupts and goes, Oh, thanks, Rock. That's no, 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 not you, Jabroni. <laughs> the, the MVP, Kurt, honestly. Yeah. Crowd really likes that idea. But wait, isn't Hogan on Raw? Rock says, This is a new SmackDown. Crowd cheers very loudly because I'm on SmackDown. The people show. So the people are going to say who they want out of Angle or Jericho. Crowd, Hogan, Hogan, Hogan. Sing along with The Rock ends it, and boy, is this crowd hyped. Not the main event, but just for The Rock. That's a Hogan. Yeah. Mainly. Just Hogan. The idea of Hogan, The Rock, and uh, these two. I, I, um, I don't remember just how hot people were for Hogan during this window in 2002. Yeah. So these Hogan chants are just are so loud. People want Hogan. They want, they want a Hogan run. And we're going to lean into it, obviously. And uh, I thought Rock was great here. Rock helped to, to get that point across without having to bring Hogan out too early, which I thought was nice because, as we'll see, Hogan does pop out later and you don't want to burn him out. So Rock doing it. 
And, and rock isn't watered down by doing it, I think. That's the important thing. That's yeah. the important thing. Yeah, because he gets to bash these two. <coughs> exactly, yeah. Shut up, you <laughs> asshole has-beens. <laughs> and then let's Hogan do his thing. So, yes. And obviously, let's Hogan take the spotlight, which, as you said, makes sense because Rock's going to take some time off. And also, Hogan is the hottest he's been in decades. So. Mm. And then we follow that with Albert in a beanie. <laughs> NCL legend Scotty Too Hotty reminds him that they could be tag champs tonight. Yeah, only because there's no tag division right now. Well, thank God they are still a tag team. In By this, default. In, 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 this short, in this shrinking tag division, thank goodness that Scotty Zuhotti and Albert are still a very strong tag team. Yeah. And there's no reason to get rid of them if there's not enough teams around us. There, that would just is. be silly, wouldn't that it? That would be really silly. Because there's no tag teams apart from this. Exactly. It'd be stupid to do that. Their match is next. We don't show their entrance, probably because of the lack of pop. <laughs> Cole says this draft split benefits teams like this. He is right. But right now, Rico's left sideburn and right sideburn are stronger than Hottie and Hippo. <laughs> I like that line. Well done, Matthew. Albert gets no heat, but Hottie does when Albert goes to make it. But dumb, dumb, fat animal gets distracted by Rico and, of course, gets taken out by the former cop gladiator fought by our contestant. So they don't win the tag titles. Post-match, Albert decks Rico so Hottie can rev up the worm, and obviously fans are like, yay, we love this, woo -hoo. We like the bit where you do the worm. Yay. You're a great tag team. You suck. But <laughs> Albert kicks his face off to oh. officially break up the tag team. That was going nowhere. Albert gets plenty of time to beat him up, which he wouldn't have gotten before, yelling at Hottie for making him dance for six months. Albert removes his top, but sadly not his disco biscuit trousers. <laughs> and that sets up the fantastic, amazing... Albert, oh. run. Smackdown. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Well, you're like, Al Albert will be a big deal soon, and you're laughing. Well, we're about a year away from A-Train, which is arguably Albert at his best <laughs> before Tenzai, obviously. Uh, obviously. Obviously. I don't know why they split him off. I, like, you, I, you, you've got no teams. Why break up one of the few teams you've got? Because no one cares about it. them. But, you but could, then he could say, yeah, you actually, You could yeah. make people care. We've got time now for that. You've got time to make people care about the story of Scotty and Albert. It bogles the mind that you bogles. rush... It mind bogles that you rush <laughs> these things. Like you could have given them a few weeks and you could have... The whole thing of writing wrestling is your... The, the whole plan is to make people care and give it the old college try and make them care. And I honestly, 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 honestly think if you'd given them a couple of weeks, something meaty to chew on, you could have got the crowd to care about Scotty and Albert. I really, really How believe How dare you that. say that we could have made something out of two lads who had nothing going on putting together randomly when the tag champs are a billion <laughs> All right, okay. Moving on, moving on, Tom. And then Mark Royd interviews Vince. <laughs> Mark Royd. This took me a few seconds to go, hang on. Mark Lloyd, surely. I'll put Mark Royd here. It's Mark Lloyd. Who's Mark Lloyd? The backstage announcer for WWE. Mark oh, Lloyd. Oh, no, I did a typo. Mark, Mark Royd. There's a picture of him in a wiki here. Yeah. Yeah, wow. he's, yeah. Mark Royd, a surprisingly Royd. big deal. <laughs> of course he's on the Royd. <laughs> Is it Royd or Lloyd? Lloyd, as in the bank. Oh. He used to be a DJ for WYGM Orlando before he joined the WWF. Okay, I apologize. Uh, then DJ Mark, Mark Lloyd. You're thinking of Mark Royd and his sister, Hema. <laughs> You've met her, haven't you? She lives up your back. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be seen in a few years. 
DJ Lloyd says, yo, Vince, put your hands up for Detroit. Vince has no idea who he is. Uh, he should be commentating for SmackDown. Oh, Vince is asking, sorry, Vince has asked, I should say, who the contender is, the more contender. Vince doesn't care what The Rock wants because it's all about what Vinny, Vinny, Vinny wants. So Vincent Mann says, yeah, it's going to be Hogan. That's what The Rock wanted. Is Bit of a whoopsie here. Well, yeah, it's a it's a weird one. It's I think it's the idea that Vince is going, no, you can't have Hogan. I choose what the people want because I know what they want better than they do. I just happen to also want Hogan, <laughs> but in a different way. If the people were supposed to have Vince, were like, no, 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 that's fine. But he's not good at that. No, he's good at being like, I'll do what I want. But what I want happens to be the same as you right now. It just happens to be the same <laughs> as you. But that's but I, but we're doing it because I say, not because yeah. you. It's it's kind of adjacent to what Vince is like. It's like we're not doing it because you want it. You do. You, we're doing it because I want to do mm. it. You know what? This actually would have benefited from Cole going. But that's what we wanted. It benefited. This from, is SmackDown. It, it would have benefited. Friday. <laughs> it would have benefited from having I don't know a little bit of fucking story. <laughs> To get us to Hogan Triple H, rather than just going, oh, we booked Undertaker. Ah, oh, change your mind, Hogan. Bye. Yeah. Shit. It's just classic Vince. Yep. Classic horrible Vince. Just classic horrible Vince booking, where he's just like, I woke up this morning, I ate a sandwich, I've rebooked the entire show. Mwahaha. Nothing makes sense anymore. Fucking deal with yeah. it. Wahaha. And then DJ Lloyd says, let's hit the drum again. Wicked. And then we end the segment. <laughs> we then see Jericho pathetically kick his TV as he hears the announcement. Jericho then leaves his little room, yells at The Rock for ruining his shot. Who's Hogan? He couldn't even beat The Rock. Jericho beat The Rock twice on pay-per-view. Rock interrupts him and says, well, why isn't Jericho trying to beat him tonight? Ah. Jericho goes, I will. And I put here, Rock is so good, he almost gave Jericho some dignity. I put almost. But this was a nice little bit. I liked it. Jericho going, meh, kick his TV. I go, oh, here we go. Is this funny? And he just leaves and goes, you, I'll beat you loads of times. Rock goes, why don't you do it again? All right, then. It was the bit Back before yet. that where Jericho was going, Hogan, what's Hogan ever done? Hogan's done nothing in this industry. And he's getting a title and shot. And he couldn't beat me. The Rock, which yeah. is true, actually. Yeah, yeah this, it, great heels have some legitimate beef. Jericho being, uh, a, a, um, being a little bitch, obviously, is a big part of his deal. But Jericho being delusional is a big part of his deal. Yeah. So Jericho ranting that Hogan's done nothing in this business, I thought was fantastic. Whether it was deliberate or not, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I'm going, why, why don't you have any issues with this, Rock? No, I've got issues with you, though. It's like, ah. Lovely. That's it. Lovely. <coughs> Excuse me. Jericho's in the ring. No, it doesn't. Christian is in the ring. Look at me doing a JR. I think always long Canadians are the same. <laughs> Christian is in the ring, but doesn't have an entrance. We've got one hour, 30 minutes to fill. Come on, lads. But we get a video package summarizing Christian's tantrum-based breakdown of friendship that ended as soon as Christian won a match with DDP. The tantrum thing did nothing for Christian, but it was still funny. He was such a bitch. He did that. Um, and it's an ongoing feud with Christian costing DDP the European title last week. So nice you got a video package. It's a new era. Yeah. This wouldn't have happened before. And this is what they're using the time that isn't entrances for. Yes. To do some little video bits, which I thought was nice. Yes. DDP is over, so that's nice. Taz and Cole talk about anything else as DDP nails his big-ass spinning powerbomb for two. Christian sees a diamond cutter coming and holds the ropes to block. Christian ducks the spinning clothesline, and then we get a big old edit as DDP kicks out the reverse DT and Christian tantrums everywhere, which allows DDP to let his guard down and I rake him, setting up the unprettier. 
I mean, it was okay, good. He's uh, sucking okay. him in. Yeah, more for the not. Isn't quite work because DP's like, ah, look at him. He's being a bitch. And it's like, uh it, it would have been really nice if the crowd reacted. Yeah, but Christian has, has so often done the, the the tantrum and then the baby face has gone off and gone, yay. So the fact that he's used it, knowing that it was going to be a, a, mm. a sucking in, a trap, I thought that was great. I, I liked it. I like them both. I, and I'm glad they're getting time. I yeah. hope there's some direction to this story. But my brain tells me, my my uh, my memory tells me that it doesn't really go anywhere. No, it's just all like A lot of stories from this O2, like they just peter out. Yeah. Put her out. One thing I like that we're doing now in the modern era of wrestling, not perfectly, in, and certainly not so much in AEW, but certainly in WWE, is there is story. Mm. There's tra- there's, there is story progression. Mm. There are things happening and there is a reason for them to be happening. What a wild idea. Mm. Also, I'll say idea. this though, that's it's very rare you get any... <laughs> excuse me. Issue, any company or new starts... Uh, very first few weeks are its best. Mm. So this does get better as we go along in 02. It's some of the best wrestling that happens in the league for a while. Uh, but right now it's like, okay, well, uh, bit by bit. No Rock, no Austin. No Logan problem. On top, you're like, oh, okay. Ruthless <laughs> aggression, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that. Kurt Angle is mad that The Rock made Hogan number one contender. That's not what happened. Uh, why not just make Jim Duggan the president? Oh. Yeah. Ed shows up and... <gasps> I put, it's the segment. Yep. Edge is like, hey, 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 Kurt, come on, man. We used to be friends. We used to be good friends. We used to team up and dress up as hillbillies and stuff. Edge gives Angle some giant photos to look at, all with insults that the camera can see at the back, uh, like that one Bob Dylan video that we're still referencing with Sammy Guevara and things like that. And Angle is really happy. He's like, oh, yeah, remember that? That was a nice moment. Again, Angle is, it's a, it's a good sight gag. But it's also made by Kurt's just little like, oh, yeah, that. Like, we can't see what he's looking at. So it's just Kurt going, oh, good times, man. Good times. Yeah. So good. Oh, thanks. And then Edge is like, well, I'll see you later, man. He's like, oh, thanks, Edge. He's like, wow, he's not so bad. Hey, hang on. Then he realizes what ha- what's happened. Then he's like, ooh, I'll get that, Edge. <laughs> it's, such, it's, a, it's an iconic segment from SmackDown that gets replayed and will be yep. replayed ad infinitum. Uh, yeah, I got sick of them like re-referencing it and referencing it, but you know what? Hey, it was fucking great at the time. Really good, really enjoyed it. Nice, uh, nice to see the origin of it, like yeah. where where it comes from. Because I've, I've I've seen it so many times, I've forgotten when they do it. I yeah. knew it was around this time, but wasn't expecting it. As soon as Angle walked down that corridor, I went, <gasps> "This is the thing! Yeah. This is the thing! Get in! It's great." You watch Airplane for the first time, you're like, "No, don't call me Shirley." You're like, "Oh, that's ah! what that's from." But a bar. Triple H gets his full entrance. Ah, suddenly it all makes sense when no one got theirs. I go to the toilet and come back with this still playing. He's still making his entrance. Triple H reminds us that Flair made Triple H versus Undertaker, but Vince made it Triple H versus Hogan. He calls him Hollywood Hulk Hogan. No, he's not Hollywood Triple H. That's the NWO heel version, you stupid muppet. But at this point, we don't know that he's not. Hollywood mode. We know he's not. He's not the NWO. Yeah, but we don't... Stop but... getting Hogan wrong. <laughs> Stop getting Hogan wrong. Good point. But I, I just set up something in a few seconds, I know. But Triple H assures Undertaker that he's not lost his shot because he's not lo- that he's not losing to Hogan. And I've put, oh, lol. And then Hogan shows up in full red and yellow boa constrictor. 
feather boa. That's not right, is it? Feather boa. I'll pretend I meant to do that. A feather boa constrictor. <laughs> you look fabulous, but it kills you. Yeah. A, fe- a feather boa. Oh, that's a bad time you got, Hogan. No, I'm just being choked to death. I'm a feather boa uh, constrictor. Crowd's probably losing their mind. Shame we have to wait until overdub 3000. Who oh. <laughs> overdubs it, obviously. And then as soon as that finishes, there we go. Hogan, 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 Hogan. Hogan says he's just as surprised as Triple H was. Hogan thought it couldn't get big, uh, bigger than WrestleMania 1 with him and Mr. T. It couldn't get bigger than WrestleMania 3 with Andre getting slammed right over his head and dying three days later. He did. It couldn't get bigger than WrestleMania 18 versus The Rock. But here it is. Hulkamania's back, brother, because the fans say it is. And if they think he deserves a shot, then he's going to take it. Triple H says it'll be an honor to be in the ring with Hogan. It's going to be a little sad having to hurt someone he's looked up to all his life, and he's going to hurt him badly, but Triple H will not hesitate, not for a second, because when the bell rings, he's not immortal or an icon. He's just an obstacle that Triple H will run down. Crowd chants for Hogan as Triple H backpedals, because he wants the cheers, and says, hey, that's not a warning, just a fact. Triple H doesn't care that he's immortal, because Triple H is the game. <sighs> The test pops up and goes, which game are you? <laughs> Hogan said, even when Hogan's dead, Hulkamania always raises up. Mate, they were talking about him appearing at Rumble 2024. You said it. Yeah. Hogan asks Triple H what he's going to do, brother, etc., etc., etc. Run wild on you. And the crowd talk with them. I don't give a damn about the match. I didn't back then, and I don't now. But what a lovely segment. This was great. Like, just... just- it felt really special. The crowd loved seeing Hogan again in red and yellow. He was, there was a humility to him going for it where he's like, you know, there are other people, but they want it. So if they want it, then I'm going to take it. Yeah. Uh, which is very Hogan still. Yeah. Triple H say, talking about, you know, I've, I've admired you, but I'm sad because, you know, I've got to just, uh, there's a great promo they do for this on Backlash where Triple H, we'll hear it in a few weeks, where Triple H drops the line, where he's like, it's an honor to wrestle Hulk Hogan. Uh, I'm really I'm really excited, but I'm also a little bit sad because I've got to take a bit of my childhood and I've got to destroy it. Like, oh, I think my that's, God, I think that's great. Yeah, it's from, it's from this promo. and watch as the young grow What song is that? Creed. It's the soundtrack to Backlash. What song is it? Uh, young Grow Old. Ooh, so far in a distant light, there's a fight. Between boy and man. <laughs> See the light that was beautiful, through the Tom. open door. Sit and watch. Well, well, I'll sit and watch as they fucking they overdub have, the shit out of it. I was going to say, they should have just the dude at ringside singing this while they're like... <laughs> the Do you not remember Young Grow Old on the video package? No. Backlash? Oh, my God. Probably no, there's so many of these. I hate sounding old because I used to be able to tell these songs apart. Now, decades removed, I'm like... You know the one that goes like this? You're like, mate, is it puddle of mud? They all do blur in. They all do blur. I think the reason that one in particular stays with me is because I had it on DVD. Ah. Pre-network. So you have a DVD. So you watch it a lot. Really pissed off because Silver Vision really fucked up the DVD for Backlash. Because all the audio was out of sync from the the Steve Austin match onwards. Really annoyed me. But still watched it to death. I blame Creed. I blame Creed as well. Um, Before we leave this segment... Can we talk about the the gold-plated elephant in the room? That's not very nice on Hogan. <laughs> That's the orange-plated elephant in the room. The new WWE title belt, which gets its first showing on SmackDown this week. 
I didn't notice. He got so on the Monday before this SmackDown, Ric Flair said, "Give us them. You have this one, which is in my head a fucking downgrade." Wow, go you! I don't like this bell. I'll grow to love it, but I distinctly remember at this point going, "That's a horrible belt." Where's me big gold? Where's me winged eagle? Well, sorry, where's me big eagle? I'm livid. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. I, I miss those belts immediately. I get why you change it, because you don't want your guy carrying around two belts, one from a defunct company. Mm. I get it, but I just don't. Oh, the design doesn't, doesn't work for me as much as others. I get you. It's, I don't dislike it, but I'm never picking that over the previous designs. Yes, that's, that's a nice... That's a, a very... Um, a very nice way to put it. I wouldn't pick it over the Big Eagle or um, the Big Gold. Yeah. And you're right. It didn't make any sense to have the WWE one. Yeah. Around. It was going to change at some Having point. two title belts when there's two brands. What are you on about? Don't be silly. But then, like, obviously, as years have gone by, we've seen some some turgid redesigns of that title. And the current design, with the, which is just the big WWE logo, uh, from a business stance, I absolutely get it. It's it's just not very exciting, is it? It's not so, a, a title belt's not supposed to look modern and funky. It's supposed to look old to show the, the generations and lineage that have gone into that. See those tight, the tiny ones like the boxing and the NWA ones would have like in the 20s <coughs> and 40s? Mm. You could probably wear that as a normal belt nowadays. Oh, and no one would know this. Yeah. Be like, that's it. It's like, it's all gold, brother. But, but then having said that, I do like the gold version of the, of the, the, of the Uwu that Roman has. I like that. I like the... The, the gregariousness that it symbolizes. Yeah. You know, I liked when he went, oh, you got two titles, so you're the Universal Uwu champion. Here's another title to, sim- to symbolize you got both of them. And then Roman just wore three for a bit. You're like, no, you can't wear, <laughs> you can't have all of them. I'm all the champs. <laughs> so no, though, he's that not doing that now, but those like, two. No, I'm all the champs. No, I've got three belts now. Like, no, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I do. I, but for shithousery purposes, oh, 10 out of 10. For main, the main shithousery behind that is the fact that by having one belt, WWE merges the lineages of both. That's, that's the issue. It's like, yo, wait, 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 what are we doing here? It's the, it's the classic David Brent, the money's for both dances approach <laughs> for the, 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 the lineage. I love this keeps coming up, this simile of the, yeah. the two officers merging. It's true, the it is. But it is, it money works for both so dances. well. Yeah. Uh, so it's because they want to say, oh, well, he is as a longer champ as Hogan. I say, well, it's a different, well, if I'm, I could be a dick and go, well, actually, you're not. But it's fuck, it's wrestling, it's all fake. Who cares? <laughs> You know what? That's it. Wrestling is fake as fuck. But when it comes to title lineages and like lengths of belts, like, oh no, I'm I'm all for that. I'm one of those nerds. It just it just I th- have you ever looked? Have you ever looked at? We might have talked about it on here. Have you ever looked at the the, the lineage of the tag titles? Oh, it's so annoying, isn't it? Oh my god! Where, where, which one's this? And it's undisputed. And then one goes to Raw, and then goes to SmackDown, and then they merge, and then they unmerge, and then it's just. Because uh, I believe that the, the the SmackDown title was the Raw tag titles, which were previously the SmackDown yeah. titles. Yeah, <laughs> they bounced back. So it's just the a state. hot mess to try and pick through the tag title lineages. Yeah, it's a bitch. Money for both dancers. Yeah, you know what? I need an edge. Oh, we're going to time for that. Uh, uh, Magareno. He is brought to you by Tobacco is Wacky, Foot Locker, and the film Frailty. I got absolutely nothing to combine those. Let's move on. 
Kurt Angle is here. And he storms the ring with a mad on for Edge <laughs> and suplexes him with the chin all over the place. While he's going to do a suplex with a mad on. I forget where I heard the term mad on. I like but it. it's, oh, it's one that's stuck in my head, so to speak. Edge comes back. <laughs> stop it. This isn't the, the Wembley. Edge this comes the, back. This isn't the hotel again. By tying Angle in the ropes and spearing his guts repeatedly. Like me. After <laughs> like me after that bloody uh, Yorkshire burrito. <laughs> Oh, it was good going down. It wasn't good coming up. <laughs> Taz says that's illegal. <laughs> I thought something far more dirty. Oh, oh I you see. I'm spear- sparing his guts. <laughs> oh. Says that's illegal. I said only in certain countries. <laughs> uh, Taz is right, but of course, he's only saying this because he hates Kurt. Kurt's really salty about that and twats Edge with a chair, and it's loud. Mm. No, Jimi Hendrix overdub here, Matthew cynically put. <laughs> Kurt argues with the ref, which is funny. Why? I don't have a chair right in front of you. What, what? What's the I issue? I didn't do nothing. Like, uh, but enables Edge and his Rob Zombie song to chase Angle away. <laughs> Good Angle, aha, uh-huh. advancement, as Dub Dub F is all about Edge long term. Yeah, really long term. It's 2024, and he's still gunning. <laughs> yeah, he, he goes the distance as this boy. Uh, we're getting an Edge and Angle story. Yeah, these that two might work are, out all right. These are, two might have some chemistry together. Great example of a guy, a main event guy working with a guy on the periphery, on the upper mid, and the upper mid guy being catapulted. Now, obviously, Edge doesn't become a, a WWE champion until 2005, but gosh, this feud with Angle really puts him in the mix. Yeah. Like, really galvanizes the fact that here's a guy we're going to get behind. Yeah. Took a while, yeah. sure, but hey, you got there. Do you remember? The do you know what his first uh, title match on pay per view was? I mean, after this, yeah, Edge, Edge, just any time. Edge's first WWE oh, title uh, match versus Jarrett for the IC title. No, 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 no. His first WWE title match. Oh, that's all oh, right. So I mean, like from this current point, no two. Yeah. Oh, title. Yeah. Oh. When was when was the first time? So he spends on... the rest of the thing feud. Oh no, he does the No Mercy uh, pay per view tag team title tournament final. Him and Ray versus Angle and Benoit. Uh, no, no, the first, the first WWE title. Yeah, that is a WWE title. No, like the main, the oh, world, world, world title. Oh, oh bollocks! Um, when he cashes in on Cena, I can't think of any others he had before then as a world title shot. Go on, there's another one I'm missing out on. There is. Hit me uh, with your fun fact. Uh, you'll be forgiven for it. Rebellion 2002. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Rebellion. Re- uh, he headlined Rebellion, challenging Brock Lesnar for the WWE title. First time he headlined a pay for you in the WWE title match. You're technically right, but you're, I am you're rebelling right. against common sense. Let's but move that's on. A, that's an indicator, because that's a, that's a platform. They go, let's see how he goes. Yeah. Headline your first pay for you. Yeah, it's an indicator that they were going, fuck the UK. <laughs> Backstage, Billy Kidman says hi to previous WCW flame Tori Wilson and gives her a hug. Tajiri walks in and he knows how the TV works. He realizes this means they're fucking. <laughs> so he makes Tori kiss him and he stares right at Billy. So this leads to a match with Tony Shimmel again doing the accompanied by Tori from Japan announcement. He deserved to be bullied, Shimmel. <laughs> it's Kidman versus Tajiri. Hey. Kidman's Titan Tron has loads of shooting star press clips from WCW. You know, back where he dressed in distinctive jeans style, and now he is stunningly generic. Yes. But that's just his look. 
in terms of in-ring, we get a fast-paced sequence of arm drags and counters. Uh, Dejiri busting out the Asai Moonsault quickly. Bloody hell. Gidman counters a dive off the top with a drop kick. The move that killed Da Vinci. He's all right now, I can say that. <laughs> Taz points out Dejiri wears baggy pants because uh, he's got big legs. Thanks, Taz. <laughs> Fucking hell, well done, Taz. First Kid- night in. <laughs> Gidman counters a tornado DDT into a sky high to set up the SSP, which misses. This has been very un so far. Kidman blocks the tarantula. So Dejiri grabs his title belt, puts on the apron. <coughs> While he's setting up Kidman for something, Tori moves it away. Dejiri gets a tarantula that looks annoyed because his title's bloody moved, which enables Kidman to roll up Dejiri to give us a new champ. Dejiri yeah. was right. They be fucking. <laughs> Sadly, they be fucking Dejiri. <laughs> anyway, this was nice. Cole talks about the new cruiserweight style. Which would not happen for many years, but hey, got them for trying. They they give they give the old cruiserweight title a couple of a couple of runouts, don't they? They give it a they few do. a few efforts, but they never really truly yeah. lean into it. You which... can only you can say, oh, it's coming, but you can say that until you don't deliver it year after year after year. Uh, also, you... also R.I.P. Um, I want to run to you the WWF light heavyweight title, which has now just, it's, in case you hadn't guessed by the fact that the champion went away for ages and then came back without it, it has officially been defunct. Oh, of course, yes. RIP, I want to run to you. Yes. I want to run to you. It's, um, it's a joke from, I want to say, Wayne Rooney on Twitter, who, oh. who when Whitney Houston died, put out a tweet that's become quite iconic where it was just like, can't believe Whitney Houston has died. R.I.P. I want to run to you. Because <laughs> obviously he's quoting her song. But it was always a run-on <laughs> sentence. So Whitney Houston from Japan. <laughs> yeah, it was a Tony Chimble classic. Yeah. Uh, so R.I.P. I want to run to you. That's, that's so good. Thank <laughs> you, Wayne. The Shiri yells Japanese, which Taz, of course, understands. Japanese! <laughs> oh, for... <laughs> and I quote, Japanese. <laughs> Tajiri blames Tori, and in a hilarious moment, the censors bleep out something Tajiri says. I don't know if they did that because he said something that sounded like something else, or if they're trying to demonstrate he was saying bad things. They had to censor it, even in Japan. Even in Japan, even Japanese. Either way, I laughed. Yeah, it's still funny. You know what I mean? Blah, 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 Japanese. Beep, beep, beep. It's like... Oh, did it, because it sounded like something? Or Must have because been... Because, like, you know what? It would be really funny if we censored, like, one word. <laughs> I mean... It's... Whoa, you can't say that. Even in Japanese, that's offensive. It's not, it's not away from the, uh, from the juvenile humour of the WWF to yeah. do that. But maybe he probably did say something offensive in Japanese. Fucking asshole. Vince says he doesn't care about that title change, but he cares about stupid Maven losing the hardcore title last week. Because he drafted Maven because he wanted that title on SmackDown. So he books Hardcore Holly versus Maven for tonight. Hardcore rules. And Holly's like, yes, I do. Went, no, no, no. I mean the, the match. Went, oh, sorry. The, uh, <laughs> Vin- I think Vince played up his blunder from last week. So last yes, week where he last went, week, what happened, that Tom? punk Maven has stole the Hardcore title. I was like, well, no, it's Raven that's wanted up Maven. But then this week he went, that punk Maven. He lost the hardcore title, <laughs> right? He was resting Raven. It was bound to happen. I think. I think Vince just refuses to acknowledge Raven. Yeah, that's all it is, isn't it? The famous meeting where Vince walks in and goes, "Who the fucking yeah. who the fuck hired Raven?" That's who CGI edited. <laughs> who the fuck hired Raven. 
Vince and Bob yeah. Ali in a meeting. But they do a nice thing there where the camera's on Vince and he goes, but tonight you'll deal with him. You're like, who, could, who hates rookies? Who likes beating up people like me? Oh, God, a target or Holly. <laughs> and he gets that reaction like, oh, oh, okay. Which was, which was perfect for the moment, wasn't it? It really was. Uh, and then Stacey Keebler shows up to offer Vince her services. Let's move on. Yep, 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 yep. After yep, a yep. break, Devon Dudley is here to be mad at Vince for splitting up the Dudleys. Vince blames Flair. Because he said, whoa, 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 sweet child of mine. Flair picked Bubba first. So I wanted the better brother, Devon. Maybe Vince was wrong, though. Eh? I mean, I want you to show me what you've got. I picked show you after all. Show me what you've got. Yeah. Why don't you go find yourself, pal? And don't come back until you've found yourself. <laughs> Devon's like, hey, you know what? That sounds like a good idea. Let me go find myself. Ooh. Find myself. Find myself. Find myself. Vince is there going, are you going to leave? Or are you just yeah. going to keep repeating, find yourself? Vince, Vince just awkwardly struts out. Like, He's having a moment. And yeah, that would lead to something next week. Ooh, isn't that exciting? Look at that build. Uh, Al Snow talks to Maven backstage and his fucking enormous eyebrows. Oh my God. Oh my. Gut in Hemel. These are some enormous things. It make the American giant blush. Those, <laughs> those eyebrows are fantastic. I love everyone getting, getting crazy for American giant. I fucking, I fucking love the American giant. I, 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 I need to know more about the American <laughs> giant. I need to know more. He needs to come on Desert Island Graps. I, I need say, to yeah, know his story. Spoilers for next week. Devon has a new gimmick in American Giants on Desert Island Graps. Yeah, do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm fucking manifesting it. I want American Giant on Desert Island Graps. If you know him, if you've got his, if you've got his landline number. <laughs> get uh -huh. He looks like he uses fax. He looks like he uses a fax and a landline. <laughs> if you know his fax number, get me American. He'll get me pictures of American Giants. He'll page you. <laughs> Uh, Al's proud of Maven's success on eyebrows, but also predicts his violent death tonight and walks away. His crowd laughs and goes, yeah, he's going to get his head kicked in. Maven shrugs and drinks out of his comically sized WWF cup. That was funny. <laughs> what a weird little moment. Oh, that well, was. that's a thought. Like fucking R.D. Reynolds <laughs> sipping from yeah, his yeah, Niagara yeah, Falls yeah. cup. <laughs> I, I wonder when Al's voice changed. Because hearing <laughs> him here... And, and, and I'm not being a We've dick. We've got 14 or 16. <laughs> it was like, here his voice is a few octaves higher than it is now because like, it's, I love chatting to Al Snow. It's always good for chatting with Al. He's been on the, the Cold Heart podcast a few times. He's a very baritone man to the point where sometimes certain questions almost, almost emit the brown sound. <laughs> like incredible baritone voice. I'm just, and I'm curious to track as to when it changes. Just a, a, a stupid observation from me about about Al. I love Al. We all love Al. We love Al. Not true. Al Snow. Not true at all. Uh, that match is next. <laughs> Maven's Titan Tron is just drop kicks. Hey, so is Holly's. It's drop kick versus drop kick. Oh. Fuck Okada. <laughs> More like no Carter. Uh, 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 get him, Tom. <laughs> Maven gets battered like a Scottish Mars bar. But, oh my God, is Holly's dropkick on point. 10 out of 10 would dropkick again. Maybe the best one he's ever thrown in his life. So good. Maven comes back with a flying nothing and then his own top rope dropkick for two. It's good. It's not quite as Holly, but, you know, it's only had the, a tenth of the time to do it. But the Alabama slammer puts Maven away. That move looks like death, in fairness. And, uh, yeah, that's what happened. Do you think... That's why revenge on him and he got it. Do you think they should have leaned in and just made the dropkick Holly's finisher? I think it's just the wrong decade for that. Yeah. I mean, 
I suppose. It's it's the best drop kick <coughs> in wrestling. Yeah. It's really good. I just don't know whether you lean in and make it the finish, but I would, but because Alabama slam looks well. like it'll fucking. <laughs> Cody Rhodes said, like, was asked, like, what's the move that looks that hurts the most but doesn't look like it? And he went Alabama slammer. <sighs> just the, the the force involved in that move alone, you look at it going, oh yeah, it doesn't. That wasn't treated like a major move, apart from Holly this one time against Maven. But you think about it going, oh yeah, just physics alone yeah. would mess you up. Really would. As Jericho makes his way to the ring, Cole hypes his band Fozzy. No, Cole, go back in time. You can stop this. <laughs> Open your mouth. <laughs> They'll think it's a gas attack and cancel a gig. <laughs> Happy Matthew wrote this. Jericho attempts to attack Rock during his entrance, forgetting he's the Rock. So Jericho goes over the guardrail. Jericho slingshots Rock into the ring post to make this somewhat believable. Jericho can't help but grandstand, though, which I always liked as a fatal flaw for him as he tries the one-foot pin attempt so Rock easily comes back with a top rope belly to belly. With both men down, it allows to explain, well, you come off backwards off the ropes, it hurts you too. Hey, good call, mate. Yeah. Rock batters Jericho some more until Chris accidentally hits the ref, which allows Kurt to run in and get attacked by the Rock. Yeah, cheers, mate. Jericho hits the Rock from behind and sets up the people's elbow, but again, Chris can't help himself and he has to hot dog. So Rock kips up and sets up his own version but Angle Lariat's rock as he bounces off the ropes in a surprising moment that shocks the fans to set up Jericho crawling over and the rock kicking out. Crowd chance for Hogan, but they get Edge instead because why would Hogan care about this match? (laughs) I've already got my shot, brother. Fuck these idiots. Both men down again as crowd goes nuts chatting the rock. Uh, Both look it out with the rock bottom block to set up the lion's hole, which misses, allowing rock to hit the rock bottom for the very popular win. These two always had crazy chemistry, and this was as good as their other matches. Mm. Again, Jericho finally gets some dignity after losing everything but his trousers the last few months. What <laughs> do you fe- think, Tom? Well, I feel like since losing the title, Jericho's just got more better. It's almost like the titles were like we're poisoning him. Yes. It's funny how you get some people like that. You're that get, lead. You get a world title. <laughs> lead poisoning from the belts. Funny how some people get the title, and it somehow makes them worse. Than when they didn't have it. <laughs> Egg, if you're watching on the feed, Eggman Worm onto Sonic the Hedgehogs. And then, oh no, he hit him. No egg worm. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. <laughs> Matthew brutally interrupts. Enjoyed that. Good to play with toys. Good main event. That's fine. That's what we expect. Good main event. Like solid main event. Yes. Highly enjoyable main event. Yes. Uh, so that was the first SmackDown of the draft. Nowhere near as bad as I remembered it being. Um, I thought we had uh, two hot matches. We had a turn. I started start something with Devon. We had two amazing drop kicks. Hogan's over. This actually looks all right. I think we're going to be just okay. Uh, <laughs> what was something you remembered from this week? Uh, I remembered the Hogan Triple H promo. Ah, yes. That's and uh, partly because of my disgust for the new title belt. And the great words they had back and forth, like really got into it. What about you? I remembered the thing you just said. I've tried to think of something else, mate. Now that, yeah, it's a great promo. It's one of those no, things like we have. I thought you might have said the edge angle. No, no. They had loads of matches this year. Remember the pay per view matches? I don't remember the build up. But... I thought you. I, I was oh saying, god! The yeah, se- thank you. Sorry, the, the, the photos. segment. <laughs> I forgot about it. Yeah, the photos. Yes, because that was so effing funny. I don't think I saw it from this first errand, but I saw it every other time they replayed it, which in fairness is worth it because that was good. 
or something you forgot? Um, apart from how... Oh, I forgot about the Scotty Albert heel turn. Yeah. I forgot like how absolutely pagger they are for tag teams and they broke one of them up. <laughs> Why are you doing that? We're having a... We Smack- now have zero tag teams. There's now the zero tag teams on SmackDown. I do believe one of the tag teams that they have to utilize because of this is Al Snow and Maven. Eee! They're tough enough. They are tough enough. Not. What did you forget? I forgot... Oh, you, I was going to say the thing you said, but I forgot that's how they slipped Devon to become his new gimmick. Ah. It wasn't Devon going, well, I've got no Bubba. I need to find God, my other brother. <laughs> it was like Vince going, who are you then? Why don't I pick ye? Why don't you go find yourself? And Devon's like, oh God, I wasn't ready for this. You only chastise someone. They're like, yeah, you suck. You're fat. You are a bro. Like, you could have been somebody. Like, oh, don't say that. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. We were just beefing it. Don't say things like that. Like, From what I gather, a lot of Vince, um, a lot of Vince bits backstage outside of wrestling were like that, where Vince would go, well, you're, just, you're just shit, basically. You need to be less shit. <laughs> and then they uh, want to go, I'll, I'll show you who's show shit. You. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, sometimes you get Shorty G and sometimes you get Reverend Devon. <laughs> you decide, well, which worked, is, decide, which, decide which is which, as far as you're concerned. So, um, on the podcast feed, uh, I had a chat with Tony Deppen this week. Oh, he's good. That was nice. Uh, coming up on the podcast feed next week, brand new Desert Island Graps with Gabby Tuft, who you will know as Tyler Rex from many oh. years ago. Uh, Gabby has transitioned and is preparing for a return to wrestling. So, we talk all about that, plus... Because it's Desert Island Grabs, we asked Gabby about her favourite matches as well. That's on the podcast feed next week. I'd love a chat with Tony Deppin. You can listen to that on the podcast feed as well. If you haven't done so already, uh, check out... Oh, yeah, did did I? Oh, yeah. Who's on after Gabby? Tony Deppin. Hey, he's been him. (laughs) And Tony Deppin. Um, The Cultaholic Wrestling News Podcast, if you've not done so already, if you want the latest wrestling news in little 10-minute bursts every weekday, you can subscribe for free and um, give us five stars on Apple or Spotify. Helps us. If you you like it, obviously, if you think it's crap, then don't. But if you like it, give it five stars. Yeah, yeah, give it to yourself. Make like a wrestling fan and don't say anything. Botchamania this week? Next week, yeah. lovely stuff. Go get that hot NXT pay-per-view in. What was nice was to watch the Rumble with Maff, and there was a couple of occasions where something went a little bit skew-if in the ring, and I looked to my right, and there's Maff on his little notepad. <laughs> yep. right, I think I shouted over, write it down, are we? Yeah. And people were going, write it, write it, write it down. <laughs> you well, little bastard. I'm going to let Tom do the outro, because we need to go to the toilet. Oh, okay. Thanks. For listening, we've had a lovely day. Get yourself away, run to the toilet, and you run for home. Run as fast as you can. Stay safe. Love you. Bye. Run for home. Run as fast as I can. Whoa, running man. Running for home. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs> 